0: If I start three people tipping up the and when I get nervous I walk. And usually I speak too quickly. So if you don't understand anything,
1: just keep to yourself and pretend you did. I'd be very, very careful I mean, who you talk to you about that, because the person who wrote that is dangerous. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I have no idea where we left off either. I, I feel like we were on the cusp of getting there, but we didn't know each other well enough yet. Last time, yeah, yeah. Sam Elias, welcome. Mark Twite, <laughs> here we are. Here we are
1: in in the uh, non. Was it? It was probably. A di- was it a different name then? There was a time where I was um, trying to invent different names for this place. Okay, uh, on the regular, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Yeah, the non-profit global headquarters for curiosity and ambiguity and possible fulfillment, <laughs> but
0: also <disillusion. laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> Um And, sh- and shit after a while in Salt Lake. Yeah. Uh,
1: I'm leaving town. Yeah. Did you say 15, 14? Well, it's, it's, a little complicated i mean 10 years straight basically uh i've been here this time but i came here in 98 to go to two years of high school and ski racing academy at roland hall at roland hall Hall. ski racing academy so yeah um what i thought was just leaving 10 years in salt lake has unfolded itself as basically like leaving the west and and leaving like
0: a good chunk of your life
1: yeah i was talking to my parents the other day and and they were kind of like simultaneously having their own conversation about me while we were and like where, all on and speakerphone they're, oh they're, they're in, in detroit in detroit okay yeah. and and listening to them kind of talk about almost like as a reflection of them talking about me me listening about myself (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know they were one of my folks was like yeah he's been out there a really long time and and my dad I think was like uh, he's been out there most of his life he's lived there out west more than anywhere else and that really kind of like I felt like my gut you know and then yeah so I it's come to feel like I'm leaving the west and this place that I've um has really seen me through a lot yeah
0: and it's what i find interesting about this move because you're headed to east and like i was born and raised in the west and uh a couple of times like i lived in north conway in new hampshire for six months or whatever um I was in Detroit for a while on a job, but I had to live there, so that was 6 or 7 months, April to November, whatever that is. And spent a lot of spent time visiting, but there's no I couldn't move east. And it does seem like there's an east to west migration obviously coincident or, you know, reflecting in some ways you know, arrival of colonists here, um, that doesn't get reversed. Like it's really unusual to go East,
1: but you're, but you're going back East in a way. So, yeah, that's, uh, I think that's generally true. And, um, I, I don't know. I mean, for me, the, I think it's pretty specific, you know, like why, um,
0: I mean, if you're going to the place where you started, really started climbing and spent a bunch of time there and that was formative in your life as a climber as well as probably age-wise, that's a bit going home. It's not like... You know, it seems more of a return than a, ah, let's go see what's at the edge of the map.
1: Yeah. I, I think that after all these years, um, almost 20 years, uh, kind of having left that place, but also continued to check in every year or two, you know, because of a climbing festival or, or just a climbing trip. Um, I had the opportunity to just characterize it and it, it finally just dawned on me that like, I, that's the place I've felt the most at home. I've felt the most in community with people. I've felt the most belonging, the most acceptance. And that was from the very moment that I got there in 2004 or five, And then remained through time as I checked in. And that was all the while I was checking out all these other places all over the world. Yeah. And then as I'm aging and just, um, you know, thinking about where do I belong or where, what is home, um, it, it just kept being there and I'd go and I'd like go on climbing trips there and I'd like look for land or look for houses and, and, and be psyched on that idea. Then this fall when I was there, like, um, it, it just, it just snowballed. It just dominoed in a way I was ready. It was the right time. There was a, pl- a right place and it all happened so fast. And, um, I mean, you closed basically while you were at Bozeman ice fest, right? Um, or something,
0: or it was, or I, it
1: was there about I, I actually, yeah. So I left and I went to the Bozeman ice fest Yeah, and, um, my closing was on solstice it was on december twenty oh, nice. first yeah. yeah and i planned i i planned another trip back there just to close on the house mm. and to celebrate the holidays there with um my new my old new old family yeah and uh <laughs> and go into basically a whirlwind of um really thinking about what is this home what is this idea or this feeling and 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 what is it as a place and what is it as uh a sensation inside myself um yeah and it's been really really cool and healthy and i i just um I feel some agency in the in the process of it but I also feel like there's a lot that I can't understand or explain. I don't know. And this kind of uh, mixing of of those two things into this moment where I um I'm just really glad that I have a place at all. I've always
0: thought or you know, and you're like searching for home, let's say, in life, and it can go on for a long time. And you think you find it, but maybe that doesn't really turn out, or whatever. Uh, and I've been thinking a lot about it a lot. You know, I'm just, what sixty two, I guess. And um, last few days, I've been working on uh, the house, and you know building the firewood racks and (laughs) taking off the old urethane coating Mm. on these beautiful beams and posts, you know, with the wire brush and sander and, you know, all, all of these, you know, this stuff. And, and it's hard and awkward on a ladder a lot. And and I was like, man, I'm really into this Mm. because this place feels like it's, it's got the, it's like, I'm, it's worth investing like this this feels right
1: yeah just it's it's like your yours it it's yours yours and blair's and you'd like you you don't know what it is but you know that it's worth working on or being in or being yeah and around
0: and i think part of it what you just said there's like you don't know and i don't know why because it's not like Oh, I dropped into this community that I didn't know I had in this one location, and it's not that. It's, you know, it's her and I um and obviously Travis and and just the whatever the location is, but it feels like I don't know, but I know. Mm. Yeah. And so I under I I understand what you're sensing and headed towards and in, in some sense, but it took you know, a lot of trial and error and, and not even error. It's just like, I'll try it here, you know, or I'll try. And, and uh, yeah, it feels like, and when you were telling me when we had lunch in December before you went to, you know, when you were, I guess had decided to do it, but hadn't closed yet. And um, it's like, Holy shit, this feels so right for like just your energy about it, despite like four days you know, of super socializing and being responsible and teaching and that for, at the festival, like there was a part of you that was fatigued, but there was also this energy and like vibrancy. When yeah, you were I definitely about the felt house. lit
1: up and I still feel that and I miss it actually having had to leave. Um, I I'm, And you know, I'm, I, it could be, we we do the best we can you know like it's it's like it could be the honeymoon phase it could be just uh it's the right time for this thing yeah. right now uh, you know the the trial and error of it it's just like i said earlier like it's just nice to feel it now i i, I know we know that this isn't going to last forever And, you know, there's, it's going to go away and we're going to need to seek again and search and go down and deal with like, you know, the darkness and the grappling and the uncertainty and doubt. But it's really nice to just, you know, have it for a moment. And okay. to be with it there and, and, and to just... And alternately, to, to be okay when the things are going to turn around and you kind of have to juxtapose uh, the situations and the places and the feelings. And um, it's, I don't know, I it's just like all okay. And like the fucking inflection points high and low, like, I don't know, they're like f- feeling closer together and... I'm more capable of feeling to appreciating the up and the down because they're like not so extreme anymore. And did this so um Maybe in the
0: other podcast or maybe just offline or whatever, we have conversed about, you know, states of flow and hmm. the intermittent access to and like waving goodbye when it goes away or being pissed or being surprised when you know the, 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 st- that condition arrives. But this piece that you wrote recently where it sounded like you had been in a consistent and long-term state, do you feel like it's got something to do with your energy being matched to the geographic energy of this place and that community out there? like that you're not fighting, you know, even unconsciously
1: something, you know, about being out here. I there's definitely some kind of wisdom. Um, there's some kind of like letting go and allowing and, um, being, being okay with like a, a less, um, angsty ambition. Um, like what do you like, mean when you say angsty? Does it, like, your self-imposing pressure to achieve the... Yeah, or like, or, su- uh, you know, s- success, like, being some kind of, like, big, like, superlative. Like, a success yeah. can be something, like, really small. <laughs> yeah. And um I, I think, too... Just like being more allowing with myself and my imperfections, um there's some kind of big equation where I think that the the variables um maybe have gotten less and like less extreme, okay, and I just I don't know, I just feel like um simplifying and calming um inside myself and and the the voice that I like speak with myself and to myself with has allowed me to just make decisions about where to live or how to climb or how to be in community or how to have a relationship that um has has like made it easier and I think that's Because, um, I think that it's because for like most of my life, I, I had a tendency to like make it really hard for myself. And I think that, 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 that's sort of some sort of intergenerational thing. Like maybe I was parented in a way or, or socialized in a way, conditioned in a way that was like, this is sort of like never enoughness. <laughs> and um, yeah. there's utility there. I know that that's helped me get and be some of the things that I am, but that can't be just like blanket applied. and And, and blanket applied open-ended time-wise forever
0: I, yeah I, I think one of the things I want to sort of if we're talking about uh, this sense of and I'm not going to say calm but you do seem more peaceful with yourself I'm guessing that the voice you use to speak to yourself sometimes is less harsh uh, there's you know, still, still pointers on that later but there's um, still
1: uh yeah there's still a lot of aggression, there's just less of it.
0: <laughs> just less or or maybe you start looking at it and recognizing it for what it is. But I th- I think there's something also and we touched on it in the office is like I, I, I'm not an old man, but I've been, you know, I've been around for a little bit. My old man wisdom <laughs> about men is that they're ch- all men are children until they're 30 from 30 to 39 it's (laughs) fucking like oh my god now i gotta now i have to adult now i have to get like and and i gotta try and have relationships preserve relationships i gotta go to the bank i gotta you know all of these things i need to be i'm trying to be successful in whatever my endeavors are etc and 40 rolls around and it's like oh Man It's still hard And the compass is still Fucking Needle is still spinning sometimes But it felt At least to me And I've seen others And you know Turn 40 And it can be a huge Look back and regret moment hmm. Like I should have Could have Wish had Wish I had But it can also be like the opening of like, well, I've proven that I, I can make it here. Like whatever it is that I'm doing, I can put a roof over my head, put food in my mouth. I can maintain relationships with people. Fuck. This might, this might actually be okay. <laughs> Still, just recognizing it because you know it's a pretty, it's a pretty small telescope lens at at that point, and it will go on. I mean, I I don't think that at forty, I was you know like blessed with wisdom on November second or whatever it was, but um, but it did feel a bit different <laughs> than the internal struggle
1: um, that I had throughout my late twenties and thirties. Yeah, so much to respond to there. I, 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 Um, it was a hypothesis, you know. You don't need to respond. <laughs> it's really beautiful. I, I don't know. I just, I guess my first response is, um, I've, I've been saying I'm the twentieth forty year old you'll ever fucking meet. Nice. I mean, I feel like a kid, man. I just want to play, and yeah. I, I don't. I just feel youthful, but comfortable in the 40-ness of it and the the 20-ness of it i I, um something did happen i don't know if it happened like it happened for you or like your hypothesis is but like um and again, for me, it wasn't on the day. It's just yeah, that... Just general... There's but, like... But generally... The era as, or the, the sort of like decade or the whatever. Decade, yeah. The flow of a decade or whatever. Yeah. You know, I I don't know when I had this thought first. But it's been for a really long time. And I've said this to people before and they don't really respond well to it. Maybe the response would get better now that I'm 40 or as I get older. But basically, I've felt for a really long time that I've lived a worthwhile life. And if I died, I would be okay with it. Yeah. And I don't think that I felt that before I turned 30... Okay. So somewhere in my 30s, early 30s, I had that thought and that feeling. And... Well, you climbed I, Mount Everest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: not... It has... It definitely has nothing to do with that. But, uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but somewhere along the way, oh. I, I just was like... I tried to really sit... I tried to really sit with it. and yeah. uh, and And... I, I, my, I've i lived a, a beautiful life and um, if it ended if it had already ended or it ended really soon um, it was a worthy life and I think I've just been holding that and refining that um I think when when
0: to arrive at that place is remarkable. First, second, when people don't receive it well, it's a really good meter of like to to be able to recognize like oh they haven't been living and doing the things that they wanted,
1: hmm. putting you know uh, constrained. Yeah, I get I get that get that response. Oh, I have so much I want to do still. Like, well, why are you not doing it, you know, in a, in, a, in, a, in a
0: way, which is, you know, I got the bad recipe, you know, from my parenting and my social circumstances, or I got saddled with this debt that I have to manage, you know, or I, you know, however it, you or know, whatever I, the calculus, I, whatever the calculus is of, of like, you know, why didn't you feel, you know, and this is a question I would, it's like, why didn't you feel free to do what you wanted, <laughs> you know, at some point, but to have arrived at that point in for you I think it's remarkably it was remarkably young if in comparison yeah to
1: I, you know our the social sample obviously because I, I mean, you're right I mean I I I think you're right just sort of objectively like I think that and I don't know why that is or where that came from but um when I when I felt that, and when I like admitted that to myself, um. It's it's it was really liberating, and has only gotten m- more so. And um, having gotten over,
0: in air quotes here, the never enoughness. Does that feel like a part of it?
1: I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I I think just having a a refined sense of that. Um, Like I want to strive and I want to create and I want to, I want my ambition and I want to do and progress. But the detachment of like worth, self-worth and just comfort in my own skin and my day to day existence with whatever I'm doing right now or working on, um the ability to just kind of be inside myself and also be doing the things that I'm doing or working on in a in a more detached way mm-hmm. um al- allows it to not make me f- have to feel like I uh I'm only the things I'm doing or working on um I'm I am I I am the things I've already done, which I've yes. already decided has been enough. Yeah. And, um, also I'm playing in this state of, of like, even if I hadn't done those things, um, the way that I look at the world and the things that I feel from the world and the way that I have relationships with the people and the way that people respond to me, um, There's a lot of value and beauty there. So that's detached from the things that I've done or where I've been. And just realizing that there's like a real great value um, devoid of like what I have done or what I have been and what I'm trying to do and what I want to do again like that's really liberating and i can just take peace in who sam is from um like the relationships that i have and the and the things that i get to see on a daily basis uh on any given day wow <laughs>
0: <laughs> do, do you th- something that you said? Like, I think the my f- sense is that the detachment, the concept of it is, I don't want to say the key, the hack, the whatever, but states of flow in my life have often come when I have. Completely been cut off from uh, some sort of expectation about my own performance or about the outcome itself, and so I'm kind of I'm kind of curious there that if you can are are detached from that, is this maybe um, one of the ingredients um, in this last little bit that is a allowed like because it seems like um, the route that you mentioned in the writing piece it's not a you know it's a it's a a technical grade that you would have striven for with much angst at some point totally but just the way that you recounted it um, in that writing and a bit the social situation that set it up like, holy shit! There was no fanfare here. There was no build-up. It just top-level performance, physically and psychologically, from your own self, as written, described, and I don't think it would be, you know, not truthful. I mean, like, wow! It sounds like it happened naturally out of a foundation of a lot of other things, but without being anchored to those things or anchored to, you know, the the question Because whenever you do something big the next thing is like, well, what now? But it seemed like it was completely separate from that question also.
1: Yeah. For me, that, climb or um, just like the season basically stands as a symbol that my climbing is mastery. Like I deserve the way that I climb and look like i don't climb the world's hardest grades um and the grade of this particular climb you know it's not exceptional um but but, but mid 514 yeah 514c yeah. um and so you know that's a hard climb but for me the it's not it was so much more like the way that I climbed it. And um, yeah, I I don't know. I I just feel a confidence with like the way, with my approach, my attitude, my work ethic, my climbing style, my body movements. Um, I've put in a lot of time to like, refine these aspects of my climbing um that that aren't strength pure no. physical strength yeah like i can't do the tricks in the gym can't do the tricks that everyone sees on instagram i, I my my physical strength isn't that impressive but if you come to the crag with me if you come Outside rock climbing with me sport climbing single pitch I can show that the way that I move the way that I approach things the way that I eat the way that I go through my day like I've done this thing a lot and I love it and i will share it with you and i will mm. i'll share all my tricks and tactics and things that i've learned but like i know that the way that i do this thing is special and i guess the realization of that i've only really allowed for myself in the last short amount of time i don't know 6 months or year maybe maybe 3 months i don't know but once i did i came into the the comfort with the way that i interact with climbing and my climbing and a climbing day yeah uh it's taken me back to like my original foundation and and first year of climbing and just that psyche and honest like authenticity Um, with the thing and I I just I'm so glad to have arrived here because I think I've always been trying to but maybe trying too hard and in the trying too hard I never was gonna get to I mean the trying too hard becomes a set of handcuffs that keep you from
0: you know leaving the room essentially and and, uh, um, despite what you're learning in the process of you know moving through life with you know the try too hard never enoughness constraints that are almost always self-imposed in some way and this sense of um of this idea about mastery i think is really valuable i mean it's not obviously not just given and you know yeah, I come to the crag with you. You show me all the little tricks and the things. It doesn't matter because I haven't practiced them. They, they're not automatic yet. Where for Sam Elias. They're automatic. You know, however you go through and, uh, you know, arrive at that point, the, you know, of being able to do this route or being able to make this piece of art, it's all things You know, it's technical skill, physical ability, you know, discovered, rehearsed, practiced over a lot of time to the extent that it's automatic, that it become, that it is you, that those things are you. And there's not a, there isn't a little, you know, there's not a shortcut. There's not a, even a, a sort of a tutorial. It's just like, this is how I live and this is how I behave Arriving at a point where you can look at yourself and go, yeah, I've achieved a certain level of match- mastery and I and I deserve these successes or to deserve to behave in a certain way without questioning myself, without doubt, without looking outside of myself to see how somebody else may be reacting in order to see if it's a, you know, if I'm a useful person or if it's a good thing. Um. I think very few people arrive at that point, and this is my obviously blinkered opinion, because yeah, there are certain things I know that I've done and done well and achieved a level of mastery based on the fucking repetitive nature and the years of experience doing it and having been four or five different men in the context of that journey, but it still took a lot longer. And now somebody, you know, if I look at it and you're talking about mastery and talking about these things, I was thinking about, oh yeah, the other day, I mean, I'm starting to feel like I'm I'm writing pretty well. And I'm not going to say mastery. And it is a process and a particular activity that has just got self-doubt, you know, built in michael sent a piece of writing over it was like would you have a look and i put on the editor hat minus the grammar adjustability but um, <laughs> it's like a one-size-fits-all editor hat <laughs> and like yeah it takes time but i feel like man i man, I guess I, and then I, I think back, and I'm like, man, I've been practicing this for a long fucking time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, first piece of writing ever published is, like, 1981. And i like, concentrate. and I, so, however, you know, it's 40 years, 40-some years of doing the thing. Well, I fucking well better be good, you know, and, uh, well, A, I should be good at it if I've been paying attention to it, but most, but more importantly, I should consider myself good at it I should consider I should refer to myself in that way I should talk to myself in that way and it feels like with how you are climbing right now that you've
1: found that internal voice wow that's cool to have you um reflect it like that I I think so I I, I think I think there's just always thresholds you know um, but this one feels like big that I feel like I've walked through, and um, I I think that I think that it's big that threshold when a person allows for themselves to consider themselves a master at a thing or a, a an expert um, at a thing
0: with every th- that that's not. You know, fake it till you make it. Voice, yeah. Saying, I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretending to be the master, and eventually I will be, because it's not that every sing, every thing is that that you're talking about here is sitting on actual practice. Yeah, and 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 and, I, and, and, I,
1: re, and repetition. Yeah, and I I think that you know I, it only matters to me, like that I believe the thing that I'm telling myself. Yeah. I, I'm not sitting here I, I, talking on this podcast or talking to you, trying to convince you or whoever's going to listen to this. We're just accidentally to, recording our conversation. To believe, believe I that I, I, I've i achieved a, a thing, a, a level at this thing. I, I'm just sort of speaking about, I'm trying to speak to myself about what I'm willing to, to admit to myself about this thing that I've basically committed my whole life to for most of my life. Yeah. And um. God, it it's it's so it feels so simple, like so kind of like all the layers of the onion are just peeled now and i'm willing to to i'm willing to admit that there're probably still some more but there's a lot that have been peeled and i'm just trying to sit in this place of like if i climbed like this for the rest of my life is that worthwhile is is that enough that's obviously detached from a grade or a level yeah um, and would you can still continue to enjoy these, ex- you know, the experience of doing this yeah. this thing? Well, that's the thing that it is now. There's enjoyment. Yeah. There wasn't a whole lot of enjoyment in all the, th- the like hungry, thirsty, striving, fucking gnashing, like uh, never enoughness of it. Uh, like next grade, next route, next place, next trip, next project, huh. and then and then being in a space where you
0: are you know presenting yourself to companies as a viable mechanism to broadcast their message in a way in order to have support for what you're doing and we put our th- we put ourselves in these commercial relationships oftentimes that make us start thinking in a way like what you said there about your sense of mastery is that uh, it is that it only matters to you is the ultimate liberation it's like i'm not looking for someone's approval in the form of financial support i'm not looking for um you know peer you know review or compliment or you know whatever it's like if we can love the thing that we're doing and the thing that we're doing really well and continue and and love ourselves doing it and respect ourselves for the level that we've achieved without needing an audience without, you know, basically looking for proxies to reflect our shit back to us in the, in the brightest possible way. Um, I think this is, I mean, I'll I'll say this is enlightenment with a small e, but, um, you know we're not you still got to pull you're not levitating yet over there man but but the but the fact that we can disassociate or detach ourselves um from an external response to the outcome mm-hmm. it's you know praise be
1: yeah i mean wow yeah the new the compass the recent compass is just would I be doing this if no one was watching? Yeah. And c- climbing for me, for sure, is like I I will, I will do that. Yeah. Like, aside from cameras, aside from phones and technology and social media, like, I will do that if I just have to go out. Like with a crash pad myself yeah. to like move on the rock or out with one other person to a quiet crag and you know, um, and and that's really like the checks and balances of that question. I, I love, I love it. I, I really like, um, it m- helps me to keep checking in with who who I am and what matters most to me and and then sort of prioritize the the things around that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I uh I think that question is really healthy um and the would I be doing this if would I be doing this thing if no one was watching? Yeah. And like that, you know, that can be fucking. Or if no one knew, or Or if if no no one one knew, yeah, no
0: one will know. Yeah, because I won't
1: write a thing, say a thing about it, or or tell a thing, or no one will. The cascade of information just won't happen, Um, and yeah, I take a lot of solace in that. This just
0: made me consider, like, how. The, the time lag about information sharing that it, that existed in, I'll just go the mid 80s because-
1: When everything I, was r- written, like, the, actual like, stuff written. Was like actually stuff was actually
0: written and then it had to be, you know, edited and then printed and then yeah. shipped and then eventually you'd have the magazine in your hand or whatever. And um, Ace Cavalli was, he'd done a, tr- um, he put together a tribute for Ed Webster at Mountain Film in Telluride. and Telluride. He was going through some old mountain magazines and there was this mountain magazine from, must have been 80, late '86. Um uh where Ed had taken Billy Squire, rocker Billy Squire, to try and climb Mount Everest. You know, he was guiding him and they had a really good, good friendship. But Ace would flip it through that magazine, he saw this headline that um I and Allison Hargraves had d- done this new route on Kangtega. And obviously Jeff Lowe and Tom Frost were there. They went to the Northwest Summit and we went to the main summit. So somehow in the headline, we got credit, but he sent me a screenshot, like a text screenshot the other day. And I was like, well, and, and I was thought like, holy shit, how long from when we did it to when this headline happened to when the actual feature stories happened and did that affect because it wasn't instantaneous broadcast? Which we have become accustomed to now. Um, Did were we less tied to that? um, You know, the reaction of the outcome. Were we were we doing it more because no one was? You know, not because, but with no one watching. And then later, there was something, and it changed. You know, a little bit. But I just thought like man that's at least four months from when she and i stood on the summit to this headline being in print and answer, you know would i still be doing this even as ambitious and loud mouth as i was then um i would have, i would have to say yes and i think like this the proximity of sharing and when we say now when you say even if no one was watching and we're like well what a strange term to have been brought into our casual lexicon. Th- then how much more incredibly liberating <laughs> to detach from that. It is because it is so common.
1: Yeah. I don't, It's, it's like the speed of it. That's like the, the element right like um it's almost it allowed you to take a satisfaction and a, and a feeling in it for a longer period of time and also whether it would get talked about and possibly maybe not even get talked about yeah and just kind of like sit in the experience of it longer on your own on your own yeah yeah and yeah. um now it's you know f- friends are on expeditions like right now and like that i know what they're eating for breakfast exactly <laughs> and like yes I, I don't i don't know like what do i need to know that information and it just gets lost in the sea of all the information and the specialness is You know, also lost. I think, and and then that's from my viewing seat. You know, I I think from the subjective like experience or seat as well. Like, um, the pressure to keep producing or do another thing next instantaneously. Do another thing instantaneously because the shelf life. It's like a half a second of exactly
0: the, the the shelf life of, of great achievement is yeah. Okay. Let's go half a second. And, and the, 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 which I think you're right that in the, in the, the, just go back in the day, there was a longer period of like sitting with it on our own or sitting with period. oneself or sitting I with oneself is
1: really what it is. Because I think like, In both situations, like, the key is, like, what you feel about the thing. Yeah. And, again, like, would you have done that or tried to do that if regardless of if there was going to be a story or a camera or a... I I don't know. The speed element of it makes it almost more intoxicating, but at the same time makes it almost... Cheaper and like less important. Eventually, depressing. Depressing. Yeah. And so if if you don't feel good inside yourself, regardless of the time frame of it all, yeah, like you're still fucking losing.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, and the, the intoxication comes from the immediacy of some response. And if you and if you did a good thing and there was a positive response, then you're then it's a it's very intoxicating. And then the hangover is. You know, with the realization of what next. You know, the real the, yeah. The,
1: the cycle is faster, basically. I, I'm
0: gone. It's you know, it's not even 24 hour news cycle anymore, as they you know would call it. It's yeah, four hours know. or whatever, or whatever or it is my, until my d- half
1: a second. Jordy, or, or a
0: half second. <laughs> um, and and interestingly, I'm going to try and tie these two together here. Give me a give me a little grace. Um, you started doing an activity where outside. <laughs> which which in our social circles let's say is somewhat counter and so your journey a lot of your journey along the path of learning to shoot a firearm had to be done on your own and it's not something you could necessarily talk about because of, and I'll just say the politicization of the, you know this particular tool and this you know d- this behavior, and I mean we've talked about it some, and I'm a we little didn't, bit,
1: in, but we didn't talk about it at all in the last the last time we sat down. No, because yeah, I had no, you had even, gotten, you had, yeah, yeah.
0: hadn't started started yet. So we've yeah. talked offline and and stuff and 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 with our thumbs and that kind of thing, and it's and it's interesting to me and I you know because sometimes I. I mean, I've been doing it long enough and that people know you know they would hug me at a trade show and check to see what I was carrying, you know, or whatever um, because they know that that's you know who some clients that I you know had that I trained and blah blah blah, my associations and my ideas about this particular the the tool and the practice, the craft in and of itself, and you know whether it's competition with it, what you know whatever. People knew, and now I just assume that they know. But someone, but now the landscape has changed because mm. I started shooting in 1995 and uh, competed through 2002 or three. But now someone, especially in, um, I'll say, you know, the outdoor culture, me get you know, starting to shoot back then, I think was less... Um, it it wasn't incongruous to the idea of adventure, the idea of autonomy, the idea of you know there were plenty of people. or mastery or or mastery. Like we we've,
1: we've already talked. Yeah, exactly. And um, but I a skill feel, a skill based, yeah, and a serious experience skill. and practice and expression,
0: and it's not embroidery. This is a, like it's a thing that has consequence. You're yeah. learning to use a tool in a way, um, and, and the tool itself, the practice itself, there are you know potential consequences. Well, so you just,
1: it's just like climbing. I mean, there's life attention. or death, like yeah. kind of at every decision point, and you need to be holding that in your mind and in your heart, like really closely
0: all the time all the time you know to to the point of like i just had a practice session now i have to disassemble clean reassemble this i'm sitting in the back of my truck in the desert you know that yeah pay attention yeah you know it's it's like and and one of the things for me when i was shooting competitively it was like oh this is like it was something that even though it was a game and it's gamified in a way. And there are safety protocols, just like climbing, you know, that are put into play. I mean, climbing
1: is like a fucking sport now too. Yeah. But like to some people, it's not a fucking sport. It's like life or death. Yeah. It's a lifestyle. It's a thing to dedicate yourself to wholeheartedly through every fiber of your being the spectrum of what the practice of these things are is broad and i i think what you're saying is there are various ways to intersect or to relate to them and you know you have your way a specific way and I mean, obviously, and we're you, gonna get to where I, I <laughs> we can't. might. We might run out of time, you know. <laughs> but but yeah, but, I mean, it's complicated. It's complicated. Yeah,
0: and it's and and culturally, so like, if you think about, you know, what did the establishment think of all the dudes hanging out in Camp Four in the '60s, right? Non-contributors, hippies you know sucking the tea to the system frowned upon frowned upon
1: not additive
0: exactly and you and then think about now what the general public awareness of climbing might be regardless of whether it's bouldering or it's expedition you know whatever i don't know what the two poles are on that but you know it's a very different thing but there was like so, you know, guys were doing things, you know, the the Yosemite climbers, I mean, any climbers in that era were doing something that was considered very marginal. And they were, they had to build their own subculture around it, circle the wagons in a way, in order to continue doing this activity and sharing these relationships with these people um, that, that were really marginalized. And I think shooting is a, is very similar, and even more so now, but but it is, it's, it's a similar, very self-reflective and
1: internal path to acquiring a skill. Well, I mean, I think the way that maybe we've intersected with it. I mean, there are people we know or have met that have a different... Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, not a 100%, but a
0: 180-degree opinion on... The topic of a tool, yeah, and 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 the and the utility of it and and mastery of it and why would you waste your time, you know, or you know whatever the that, uh, it's it's been fascinating to me from go, um, be, be, but it also you know I started climbing in a time when I when that activity was also I you mean know, I was getting, like. If I started in 1980, then it was like right on the front edge of becoming more accepted. So I got off easy in in a sense, but it was still like, I have to justify myself to everyone I meet, which is what ultimately made Europe an attractive destination, um, because climbing was way more accepted there. I didn't have to, in every social circumstance, you know, justify this, this thing that I did or I was into. But I got, as soon as I started shooting, it was right back to that whole mm. marginalized activity, having to explain why, having to, you know, justify myself, having to conceal it from people who found it socially difficult, you know, for themselves. Um, but I didn't, you know. It doesn't. I don't need to talk about it because I don't need to put that pressure on them. And so I think there's a an interesting thing there where you choose an activity that marginalizes you, and then you just have to figure out how to navigate life yeah. while doing this thing.
1: It's like I guess it's like anything, you know. We have an opinion or a belief, and then if enough things. Built, build up, or enough experience built up where that needs to be reconsidered. Um, if we're open-minded enough, um, we try to do that, even yeah. if it's difficult or painful to be wrong. Um, like this, the search for truth or just growth. Is a painful one. And oftentimes we run into this moment where we thought we knew something or we thought something was right and it was actually fucking wrong for ourselves. Yes. Um, Yeah. And, you know, that's basically the story of guns, having, being a gun owner or having a gun with me and the the belief in the necessity of it you know grew to outweigh the the belief in the like the socialization or the conditioning or the the common culture like that we, I was a part of of it
0: and and what we you know an opinion we arrive at based based on not experience, so we have to take you know the the voices of others around us to help form our opinions without you know until we have a direct sort of experience or interaction with it, I think is a is a
1: big thing. like there are a lot of things we form our opinions about. That are just based on hearsay. Yeah, that are just from nuggets of information from here and there and everywhere. And and that's where where my opinion on this was from. And when it came down to it, when it got to the point where I was sitting in moments thinking about if something bad were to happen to me, if something random or chaotic were to happen, would I want the ability to defend myself with more than a kitchen knife in my camper or not? Because let's just go, you know, tweakers in the
0: desert. Yeah. I mean... And you're out there on your own. And you made a very good point when we first talked about it. I was like, I'm in my camper on the back of my truck. I can't leave. I can't get in the driver's seat. I can't, you know, I have to get out and then in to drive away so i so i so even if i have a duty to retreat um which where you were doesn't exist so uh but but you but obviously we would want to you know like look i want to avoid trouble not into it i'm not looking for it but i'm also putting myself in these situations where i am by myself
1: yeah i'm remote i'm often in remote like weird way out there places and i've been in those places for a really long time and you got
0: stuff that looks valuable
1: yeah you know and it's just like don't don't i owe it to myself um and and what is my personal level of like acceptable risk here it's the same calculus that i kind of try to go through on a climb when i'm like what am I willing to do? What kind of situations am I willing to put myself in? How much fear am I willing to feel? And um, how not? Like, do I want to place a piece of gear here? Or do I want to run it out? Do I want to have a gun with me so that if some, you know, tweaked out fucking drug addict in the desert, like, comes up on me, like, that might save my life yeah um or
0: it, and it might be the and having that tool might be the thing that turns the situation non-lethal yeah
1: yeah yeah right that and that's actually this, been the, the most interesting learning component of it all uh, like being with gun people and taking classes yeah and being with you and being with Ian and like no one wants to use their fucking gun. Oh, fuck. No. Ian is the one who said like straight up, like the moment you spend time with him, the day you use your gun is the day your life changes for the worse forever. Yeah. And, and like that stuck with me and like, dude, I, you know, you saw how scared I was about even just having a gun, holding it, like having it in my camper. And, and so it's, it's really it's a it's like a it's been this tool for like a deeper level of contemplation. Yes. It's not been yes. this tool to fire bullets. Yeah. Or to it's not this tool for a new skill or a new game. It's really been this tool in contemplating mortality, contemplating conflict contemplating communication and contemplating not ever having to use it something i think um
0: that has i mean it was very valuable to me early on in the you know in this social soup around firearms which you know with all of the different opinions was the idea of like Oh, you have you know you must be looking for trouble or something, you know th- that's that's one aspect, but the but because we come from climbing because we have you know innumerable friends now who have been killed climbing who have died in the mountains we understand very clearly the fragility the fragility of life and what loss means how our entire social landscape can change from one instant to the next how um, so, that puts enormous weight on using the firearm you know should that ever become necessary that it puts enormous weight on every single manipulation that you do every situ, every social situation that you're in i'm in a restaurant i'm in public i'm carrying a firearm i am i don't know a hundred times more aware than i ever was when i didn't you know i just thought everyone was my friend or you know whatever this is it's like it's a it's a Tool that I found especially useful for increasing sensitivity <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and then also becoming very aware of the consequences of actions, which obviously happens in the mountains. It can, you know, so you put the piece of gear in, you don't put the piece of gear in. Do you, you know, what happens if I have to, you know, fucking jump off from here? Am I, you know, I swing freely under the overhang or do I hit that little half inch, you know, six inch wide ledge and break both my ankles? You know, it's. it's and, and so the risk calculus, because I have the tool available becomes, you know, a, more complex and also more obvious at the same time. And so I had a conversation with, uh, my friend, Daryl bulky, who's been on the podcast, um, uh, the other day. And, and, uh, we were talking about like, oh yeah, if you're all geared up for, you know, some crazy thing, you go looking for the crazy thing. But if you have a five shot revolver and that's all the security that you can have because you need it to be deeply concealed, you don't go looking for trouble. In fact, you're very aware of avoiding trouble. You don't turn right, you go, you know, all of these things then, and suddenly this, I'll just say terminal nature of walking around in the world just makes you far more accommodating
1: yeah, that that's and that's what I I think I was trying to explain to you in our text messages is just like opening this particular door
0: mm.
1: has done something to me. I think because I felt so strongly about it before. Yeah or i thought i felt so s- strongly about it before or I, or i thought i knew who like those people were yeah like moralistically it's really like softened me to th- the othering yes um
0: because it's there's
1: it, always another story there's always just like another or a million other perspectives and stories And we always think we always just get in our myopic lane and so self-righteous and moralistic about whatever the fuck it is we're trying to talk about. And I I just, that's just like not that useful.
0: And it's, and if you step back and look at it, uh, you know, the certainty of opinion is the domain of the insecure. You know, it's always like we hold the hardest truths, you know, like, and, or the, the hardest opinions about these ideas when we don't know about them, but we feel like we need to appear so or, 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 or something. And, and, I, and I think the just the fact that being willing to explore, being willing to have the conversation about like, oh, maybe, maybe I wasn't right about this thing, you know, and I'll just, you know, I could, I'm still not super into bolting, but, you know, <laughs> if I go, go back on that, I was like, err, you know, super, whatever, opinionated about the thing. Talk about people, realize what it has opened up in terms of capability and um, and, and just human potential to manage this one aspect of the activity, like holy shit climbing would be in a totally different place if you know i'd had my way and and so therefore i have to be open to having a conversation
1: about whatever topic well whatever yeah and that's i think that the policy of openness and softness has been seeming to reveal itself to me as a better policy than closeness and hardness yeah and i don't i don't I don't know, and it's really interesting in the disclosure to people around me about the gun thing. How how sort of quickly like people show their real states or their real yeah. belief systems. I you know people who I, are like outdoor recreation. Oh, crunchy granola, uh, down with everything. Cool, easy going. All of a sudden, you know, like, no, that's not that cool, and you're another now, and that's been strange.
0: I envy <laughs> you the newness of those conversations. You know, you know, in a way of like, oh my god, Sam has to navigate these you know, uh, the, the, these kinds of conversations where. I mean, I feel my, you know, one of my duties as a, you know, firearm owner and a guy who carries every day and, and, um, is part of my responsibility is the education is to share and and the why of it. Cause I'm, you know, you're not inarticulate, I'm not inarticulate. Um, and, and we are willing to examine, you know, I'll say all in air quotes again, sides of an idea and a concept and, And, and when I see people who are, you know, have formed opinions about a topic, whether, you know, regardless of what it is, that isn't based on direct, you know, on, on, on experience with it on, you know, or, or isn't based on having a conversation with someone who knew about it, but just being in an echo chamber about the thing. Um, It's, you know, I feel like, yeah, okay, it's time to have, it's time, you know, I need to share here what, you know. How I arrived, what I think, projecting that forward, that's a totally different thing, you mm-hmm. know because there are many of there 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 are many problems that require solutions around this particular topic um, but but so i'm yeah, I'm a little envious of of you being put in situations where you need to sort of explain slash defend you know uh, your position
1: on the idea. Yeah, I just. I mean, I, I guess, and I'm not asking you to right now. No, just I, I just, <laughs> I just like I want to inhabit the world where where this sort of openness and softness and like less moralistic movement exists, but it just really, you know, the the tribalism of everything and yeah. the the othering of everyone, um, you know, it's just gotten sort of like past the the point of utility and the, f- the f- fear-based decision-making and behavior of it all. Um, of it all? Of any? Literally of everything, it, uh, any uh, topic, yeah. any th- anything yeah. is like politicized or polarized and, y- you know, you just like um, are encouraged to push out to an extreme whichever way. But then when you push out, let's just say, you know, if it's fear based, that means
0: people are uh, actively seeking safety of some kind. And when you start pushing things out, then who is it that provides for your safety? what, What are the mechanisms that provide for your safety? Who are you handing autonomy
1: to? The agency of it all is like, uh, been given up basically and,
0: and and unconscious unconsciously so at times is like oh i will gladly and you know the piece that i sent you that as old as it is there's some valuable ideas totally. in there, um, about you know if yeah handing that agency to someone who you believe you, you in order in the act of handing over the agency you you declare your belief that these people have your best interests in mind and will act according to your sense of timing, urgency, et cetera. And I would, and the next thing, like one thing is to say that because you own and practice with a firearm, Um, in my opinion, that didn't instantaneously make you, Sam Elias, a right-wing religious fanatic, which is, you know, there's the thing. Oh, firearm, bang! You're you know immediately right of center, it, yeah. well right of center, and you probably have you know very conservative opinions about certain things. Like, wow, I have a tool, and it made me something I'm not in the eyes of someone else, which allows me to circle back to this idea of like, would I still be doing this if there was no support or no you know no one was watching hundred percent because I respect myself enough to defend my, you know, to, to defend myself and to attempt that I, did I want to have the, the ability to influence
1: circumstances I might find myself in open,
0: whatever that might be.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think what you're, what you're saying is it's just like, it's highly personal. And if you don't have self-awareness and introspection about anything then you can't make these sort of decisions for yourself and then subsequently have conversations from that place yeah and i think that for me like climbing obviously and the red river gorge and buying this house um purchasing this firearm um i try to take all these things really seriously and personally and come to an educated decision about if they're right for me while simultaneously trying to understand that they may not be right for everyone. Yeah. And um, really hope that everyone can have this state of awareness and introspection where they can make decisions about things for themselves like this. And if we can meet in that space and talk, then maybe we can compromise or at least agree to disagree and things don't have to be so polarized or so opposite so yeah either or there's a grace about like oh i just think this is right for me and it's okay if it's not right for you yes um
0: in a variety of what you know things it's just like you know do do i go did i at a certain time did i go climb without the rope yeah yes and i think you've done the same and it's you know it's i it's it may not be right for others yeah we
1: go climbing we don't play fucking golf but yeah. like it's cool that people play golf and they're like do it well yep. and there's beautif- beauty and mastery in that but like there's room for golfers and there's room for climbers And yeah. but when you show up in a place acting as if fucking golf is like the only thing that anyone can do I'm gonna give you the middle finger and you're gonna know that you're not my people yeah but I'm not trying to show up in a space acting as if climbing is the only thing or shooting and guns are the only thing, but there are a lot of people that are yeah, with those specific things or with their own things. And and that's really where the interesting conflicts seem to be coming from.
0: It's, I think there are like a lot of the sort of hot topics, you know, or the hot button issues are really valuable litmus tests for you know, yeah, seeing our people in a way, you know, in, in some way, or in just as a litmus test of like, oh, the general direction of society of, and I do, and I see them all sort of affecting each other, which, you know, it's, it's, you know, freedom of speech, freedom of mobility is tied to a lot of other stuff. And we're getting ourselves um, to an interesting... (laughs) set of social conditions you know and on all of you know the 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 absolute righteousness of it and and we'll have to echo Derek uh also who have been on the podcast but trains in the gym and he's he's just like where are my people I'm like well who are your people and he goes pro-gun pro-choice you know where is the latitude to and the duality to hold all of these ideas within ourselves as, you know, human
1: beings. Well, the thing that I, th- I think that that is, is, is people don't like discomfort. They don't like holding paradoxical, uh, ideas or information or, or literal physical pain. Like yeah, we've, our culture has been evolving these last, bunch of decades to really avoid tension states discomfort pain disagreement uh conflict and so it's becoming increasingly rare to celebrate and look for conflict or pain or discomfort or soreness uh and my litmus thing generally
0: on that has been, is he an uphill person or a downhill person? Fair, like do you go up, against, yeah. you know,
1: are you, uh, are you riding it, the chairlift
0: to take the bike to or take the adva- skis down to take or, advantage of gravity or are you actually working against gravity? And that tells not telling so, to me
1: anyway, Yeah, my, uh, no, it's good. Personal it's, social. It's, it's like literally good to simplify it in that way. And I just, um, I just think that, um, I don't know I have just really been trying to spread the message of like discomfort's okay pain is okay Um, there's there's utility and reason to it there's a a usefulness Um, we don't need to run away from it we don't need to avoid it Um, in fact we can actually
0: learn to live more I think satisfying
1: lives by addressing, yeah, it interacting with, and and the the avoidance of it or the sort of disregard of it in these last decades, couple decades, it's like. It's really going to be interesting how that manifests in the coming decades, and, um, you know, I just. What what's your what's the shirt you're wearing? Optimistic nihilist. <laughs> Optimistic nihilism, <laughs> exactly. C- cynical, <laughs> cynical optimist. I, 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 you know, like I want to, I have hope, but I just also am preparing for things not to go very well, and you know, set myself up personally in a way that makes sense, but like not having a lot of faith in broader structures and systems. I, I, and also recognizing the momentum that.
0: Is gathering, yeah, in, in you know, in a way. And if there is like a huge momentum towards comfort, then you know, a couple of people standing up and espousing the, you know, the benefits or positive aspects of hard effort, <laughs> um, or you know, self-imposed pain of some kind, they'll just get run over by the momentum, and that's going to be a shame.
1: Yeah, and and like to that is a shame. I think generally. But to sort of wrap this all up, like that's the hill I'll die on. That's the hill that I feel most confident and comfortable in my skin and at peace with myself. Yeah. Holding that flag and saying that message. And if if everyone's going another way, that's okay. But like, I know what it's done for me. We know, but we know what it's done for us. And at the end of any day or in any moment, I can live with myself, like yeah. knowing what I know about that. And if no one wants to listen to me, um, that's okay. But I feel most me when I, like connect with those ideas and share them. um, And so my internal compass just seems to will always be sort of pointing Tilt where, towards that direction yeah. yeah um
0: you have a u-haul to pack
1: <laughs>
0: which is i have this the is hi-
1: i have the hills to run to you have the hills
0: <laughs> and this is r- remarkable thank you i'm i'm glad i made the effort to drive down i'm yeah. glad you made the effort to of course take time you know before you leave um just because um yeah, I'm gonna miss these conversations. I'm just hanging out with you. Well,
1: you know, it's, it's, it's not the end. to End. It's just like, yeah. But this was, this felt great, man. Uh, and same I same for me. Will miss being. This close to you guys, although you know, Bozeman Ice Fest feels like it's all on my annual yeah circuit. So that we'll have that, and um. I'll. And try maybe, to get you to come. And maybe,
0: <laughs> I mean, maybe Kentucky, <laughs> maybe Bill will convince me at some point to come back to, to the Michigan ice to, fest. Yeah. Yeah. Just cause you know, he did, he did try
1: and I did
0: reject. And then, <laughs> but that was, that's so one year ago. <laughs> yeah.
1: There'll be uh, I think there'll be still fruitful
0: meetups. Yeah. And Blair knows that I'm doing this. Um, but she's not ready yet, but I am, you know, looking for another black and tan coon hound, and, you know, Mm. out your new way, is Mm -hmm. where a lot of them are, and, uh, so there may be a road trip at some point, where I, you know, bring her out, and to pick up a dog, we're not, you know, like I said, it's not ready yet, because, six months, yeah, without Charlotte, it's all it's been, and, but, when I look at the rescue, you know, places most of them are in the south southeast (laughs) exactly (laughs) all right well yeah thank you sam
1: of course thank you and we will see each other absolutely